The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Russell brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Russell brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is DFS simplified. Head over to PricePicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Russell brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social media betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. Also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today and just head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And welcome in everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 15th, currently 1052 on the East Coast, a full house of sharp NBA betters for today's episode. And joining me as usual to lead it off is my esteemed co-host Terrell Furman. Terrell, how you feeling? Uh, have you adjusted to the... Uh, to the temperature over there, uh, where I don't know, oh. what to, I don't know if I'm allowed to say where you are or not, but oh, the temperature is hot. The temperature is hot. Just know that it is hot. Uh, but I'm good, and I'm swimming in a boatload of cash. Oh my gosh! I need people to just. Can everybody just come tell me how bad I am, please? It makes me work <laughs> harder. It makes me. Please come to to the guy who wanted, who felt like he had to come and say that I need to be kicked off the show. My response. We'll get into oh it. We'll get into my it. My <laughs> gosh, we'll get into it. But also joining us is a very very special guest today. You know there are a lot of people or a lot of. Uh, people that are on Twitter as handicappers, right? There's a lot of fake ones, but there's a lot of like real ones that know what they're talking about. But I started following this gentleman years and years ago on Twitter, and he's grown a very, very large following. And in my opinion, one of the best NBA handicappers. I'm not just saying that because he's on the show with us today, but you can find him on Wager Talk. He's a contributor for Spotify, Green Room, and Pub Sports Radio. Hakeem Prophet. Hakeem, thank you so much for joining us this morning, man. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. I appreciate the kind words. Um, I'm glad NBA is here. I've been doing well lately, and hopefully we can find ways to make some people some cash. 100%. Hell man. yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's, like I said, there's a very few handicappers on Twitter that I follow, and Hakeem is one of them. And he's always, you know, has the winning plays backed by great information. And I'm pretty sure – that game, you don't remember this, but I sent you a tweet, I think last year, and I asked, 
is Prophet your real last name? And he's like, yes, yes, it is. Because there's so many folks on Twitter that have an alias as their Twitter handle. But no, Hakeem Prophet, that's his name. Like, that's not an alias as his real last name. But, um, you know, before we get into the handicapping for today, Hakeem, I wanted to, you know, kind of get your general thoughts from a betting perspective about the season so far. I think the one thing that's kind of stuck out so far in the NBA season, me and Terrell have talked about this at volumes, is that unders are cashing at a what, 61% rate so far. Um, okay, first, yeah, let's talk about the unders and then, again, general thoughts about what you've kind of seen in the NBA, you know, teams that are surprising you and any betting angles that you've kind of taken advantage of so far. Um, as far as the unders, uh, what I would say is going on is – I mean, for one, I think we all noticed that uh, a lot of guys aren't getting the same foul calls that they've yeah. been used to. So a lot less fouls. But I've heard a lot of guys mm-hmm. complaining that there's a new ball in the NBA and yeah. maybe it's affecting yeah, it how is. well they're it shooting. Is. So there could be something to that, you know. So it's early. I'm sure the shooting will correct itself. But it could also be like every single year we've seen an increase in totals because teams are shooting a lot more threes. Maybe it just got to a point to where it got too high and the market has to correct itself. Mm-hmm. I know we were talking offline, Terrell, that we, we looked at the – and we'll get into the games here in a minute, but we were talking about the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics game tonight, and I tweeted that this out yesterday. I was like, I don't remember the last time I saw an NBA total posted at less than 200. And I think yesterday the Celtics and the Cavs uh, total opened up at 199.5 and jumped, I think, 200, 2.5 this morning and tried back to 199.5, but the, you know yep. that's interesting. Terrell, you want to give us your story about what happened over this weekend about a guy calling you out and how you hit a 12-1 to parlay to kind of quiet the haters there? I'll give you the oh, floor absolutely. for a minute. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. So, granted, you all have to remember, depending on where you are in the States, I am 9 to 12 hours ahead. So I sleep a lot while you all are up. And so the guy got away with it and when it was put tweeted. I wish I caught it as soon as he said it. But when I came back, he was gone and never to be heard from again. He called for me to be kicked off of this show for my bad takes. For me, for me wanting to take a plus 200 Rockets team at home versus the Trailblazers who suck on the road. Oh, man. And so I my response... You warned me, and I didn't care because the Trailblazers suck on the road, and I'll fade them every time. <laughs> um, so I was calm, cool, collected. Little clap back. Didn't give him a major clap back, but a little clap back. Re- came back on Sunday, tweeted out. Was it the first one? First one, Hawks money line because the Hawks have been so garbage on, so garbage, so garbage on the road. They get back home. Hawks money line. They went by 20. Mm, cash. And then I give out a parlay. I said, hey, I really like the Carolina Panthers today, and I really like the Charlotte Hornets today. So we're going to do it for the city of Charlotte. Four to four parlay. Carolina Panthers money line. Hornets money line. 12 to one. I didn't sweat. Didn't bat an eye. Didn't bat an eye at all. I felt I felt it the whole way. Even in the fourth quarter versus the Warriors, I still felt like we were good. I tell you, Moonoff, I tell you. <laughs> people always try, they always try to come for me, and I all they always get sent packing. And then not to mention that SGPN went one, two, three in the spread picks on tally site this week. Oh man. 
We got off this to a, my village and this is my village origin story. This is my villain origin story. I'm I am officially becoming a Trey Young villain. And I'm sorry to the books. I apologize. I didn't mean to do it for y'all. I wanted to give y'all a little bit of a head start before I started cooking y'all for the rest of the season. But nope, everybody wanted to bring that dog out of me. So here we are. We're at this point now. Yeah, like Terrell said, you know, we got an NBA gambling podcast got off to a slow start at the beginning of the season. But, you know, sometimes a lot of people do. Right. And then I think last week, Zach, you and myself, you know, we went one, two and three on spreads. But it's only one week. We're going to move on to the new week. Uh, Hakeem, how's oh, absolutely. Your, uh, NBA betting been going so far? I know it's early on, but I, I saw the, the other day where you absolutely crushed the uh, Joe Harris and the J- uh, James Harden three-point uh, prop there, man. Uh, but how's your betting been going? Uh, it's been going well. I mean, I, I kind of in the same boat as you guys. Uh, started off the season a little rocky, a little slow. But mm-hmm. ever since we got five games, we got some data. We can see what teams and guys look like. Yep. It's been really good. And I know in the last 22 games in the association, I've won my last 16. There you so go. Hopefully I can keep it going. Yeah, that's hell yeah. Uh, so is there a bet? Like, is there your go-to? Do you have a go-to bet this season that you're just like, oh, you know what, auto bet this? Right now for me is I'll just fade, you know, the Hawks or the Blazers on the road or I'll take that uh, Cavs first half spread. You got a bet so far where you're just like auto bet this and I'll probably win more than I lose. Um, you could say it that way. It's more of not an auto bet. It's more of like, I have rules that I follow and certain mm-hmm. teams I will not back in certain situations. So that, that's kind of how I approach it. I don't want to, I mean, not that it doesn't work sometimes, but I do the same process every single day. I don't like to just oversimplify it and bet the same things all the time, but, um, certain, certain teams like the Hawks, the Heat, I will not bet them on the road. I don't care who they play. Uh, I, I want no parts. He haven't had a winning record on the road since in seven years. Yeah. You know? So it's just stuff Damn. like that mm-hmm. that I pay attention to and uh, take with me every day. Yeah. I'm a guy that likes look like, like you, Hakeem. I look looking at the stats. I like looking at the trends, but me being in Houston and being a Rockets fan, like that's my gut. Like that's my only team that I'm going to gut handicap. Do not bet on this Rockets team, whether they're at home, whether they're <laughs> on the road. And I told Terrell this, Last week, I know there was Portland on the road, but I was like, this is a get-right game for Portland. This Houston team, they're not good right now. They can they can barely get over 100 points in regulation, and defensively, they're bad. They have way too many turnovers, and they're a very, very young team, so I think this is a point for me where I'm like blindly taking the Rockets. Other than that, I'm looking at all the trends and everything that you do, uh, uh, Hakeem, but um yeah like you guys know the plan for today's show we'll go through side and total for every single game if terrell and akeem having uh some player props uh we'll uh get into those also uh but i will be recording a player prop prop cast with jong again later today so definitely check that out before we get into the games guys let's take one quick break here we'll come back and we'll dive into the uh, monday night schedule Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of WinBet Las Vegas to all-night sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New new users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. 
If you bet $100, you'll get a free bet of $200. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap has always, always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a bet that you like? but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive into this Monday night schedule, and I will lead it off with the Boston Celtics headed into Cleveland, where these two teams had just gotten together a couple nights ago where Cleveland came from behind and won that game 91-89. to Currently seeing a... Spread of the Boston Celtics favored in Cleveland by minus two and a half with a total of 199 and a half. Hakeem, I'll start with you, man. What are you thinking for this game here? Uh, we just saw these teams play a couple of days ago. And like you mentioned, that low total, it stayed underneath it. Yep. Uh, looking at pace for the last five games, both bottom five, um, both close to top 10 three-point defenses on the season. So I understand why this total is low. It's probably the only way I would look to play it. But from a side perspective, you know, this Boston Celtics team, I think they want a little bit of get back after they let that game get away. And I think Mm Jalen Brown is supposed to be back in the lineup today. I know he had that hamstring injury, but from what I was reading, it seems like he's, he's trending towards playing in this game. So with or without him, I think the Celtics get a little bit of get back here. So that's the way I would even play this game. Terrell. Yeah. Um, God, you know, I hate, I have a a hated passion against the Celtics right now, but you know, I've been following this trend of these teams playing these back-to-back games during a regular season like this, where they just saw each other and then they're playing each other again a day or two later. So uh, I'm still going with it and I'm going to fade the team that, uh, that won. So I'm on the Celtics here. Uh, I think that they are pissed. They didn't just give up a lead. They gave up a 19 point lead. Yeah, a, a night like that's huge, and you can't let that stuff get. They can't let games like that get away, especially with you know how their season is trending. So, I like them to get up this, get up here, and then also, Denzel Valentine is getting minutes. Is Denzel Valentine really getting minutes in the NBA right now? <laughs> like, is I, that is that where the Cavs are at right now with the, their guard play? That Denzel Valentine is getting quality minutes. The, 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 Obviously, they lost Colin Sexton, right? And then Darius Garland is fill, kind of filling in that void there. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, they're kind of thin at that guard position. Obviously, they have Ricky Rubio. Um, Denzel Valentine, yeah, he got 23, 23 minutes the other night. He was a plus nine, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're a little thin there at that guard position. Denzel Valentine is literally the first hooper with a 100% negative hoop mixtape. Like, go look, <laughs> up his, go look up his hoop mixtape. Like, just type in... 
uh, Denzel Valentine, Hoop Mixtape, I promise you the one with all his bad plays in NBA is probably going to show up in like the first three picks. It has to. No. So, uh, yeah, I'm fading that. And I just think that this is an Evan Mobley game. He got right last time. I think he has a mismatch against this Celtics team. And so I'm expecting uh, a big Evan Mobley game today prop-wise. Okay, I wanted to ask you, I know it's very early on in the season, but Evan Mobley probably looks like the best rookie uh, so far this season, no? Uh, he's looked pretty good, yes. Him, I'll say Scotty Barnes has been yeah, impressive. Those two guys. Um, and Duarte, probably from the Pacers, has been impressive too. So uh, I'm looking at those mm-hmm. three guys for sure. I did want to mention, I didn't mention earlier, but if Jalen Brown does not play, I probably would pivot and look more towards Schroeder on a player prop. Okay. Since every game Jalen Brown has been out, uh, like the last four, he scored 20-plus, and I don't think his prop will be at 20 for his points. So, Dennis yeah. Schroeder, if Brown is out, and if Brown is in, Celtics. 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Schroeder has been, you know, balling out ever since Jalen Brown left this – or got, you know, left with the line – in the left the lineup with that hamstring injury. Let's move on to the next game here, guys. We have the Sacramento Kings headed into Detroit. Where the Sacramento Kings are currently a four and a half point road favorite, currently seeing the total at around 214, a little juice to the over. Hakeem, where are we at with this game, man? And yeah, this is one of those things that I was talking about earlier. Like one of my rules, I, I really, I really don't want to go against it, is I don't want to lay points with Sacramento, especially on the road. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think they're that kind of team. You want them as a dog or maybe even a pick them, but laying, I just don't think that's their role. Now, saying that, Detroit has been terrible. They've been absolutely terrible. And the way that you, I mean, the way that you cover games is by rebounding, shooting the three well, defending the three well. Detroit is bottom five in all of those categories. So the Kings could cover. How I will look to play this game, I'll leave the spread to you guys. I'll look at it from a prop perspective. And like I said, Detroit is dead last defending the three. So we'll match it up on the Sacramento side. And I didn't get numbers yet. Some of these props are not out. But Halliburton, I'm expecting him to be around 1.5 three-pointers. I'm pretty sure he's gone over that number his last three games. And Buddy Hill, I didn't have a number for him. But he shoots like 10 three-pointers a game. (laughs) Going up against the worst three-point defense, you got a shot to make at least four, you know. So I like those Mm -hmm. two plays for this game. Terrell? Yeah, uh... I 100% same thing. I'm not laying points with the Kings. I'm on the Pistons tonight. It's actually one of my favorite plays of the night. I don't like that they're coming off a win versus the Raptors. I don't, but uh, I'll definitely take the points. And it's because of I think that they do get the edge in the rebounding today. That's one of my keys to the game for them. They're eighth in offensive rebounding. They're really going to need – need the opportunity for those second chance points because they need to find a way to score at any means. Like they obviously have struggled. They struggle scoring the basketball. Um, they're second in opponents turnovers and they're 10th in the league in offensive and points off of turnovers. So that's going to be another way that they're going to make up that scoring gap that they just don't have with their offense. Their offense just can't score the basketball. So you're going to have to create turnovers, uh, get out on a fast break and get points off of those turnovers. And I think that's, that's the key to them staying into this game and possibly winning the game. Now, obviously the three point shooting for the Kings can be just automatic and blow the blow this out of the water. to not even a choice, but I'll take the, um, I'll take the Pistons here. I think that they get a somewhat of a grip. It's hard to be worse than 30 in a 30-team league. Uh, I hope they get somewhat of a grip on that three-point shooting tonight, and I think they create a lot of points off of the turnovers and second-chance points, and that gives them enough for the cover and maybe a win. 
Yeah, currently seeing Tyrese Halliburton's three-pointer shots at uh, over one and a half and minus 105. So it might be a line that you want to jump on right now if your book is offering it. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys, man. I just can't lay points with Luke Walton uh, as the head coach on the road, especially at minus four and a half here. I just can't do it, man. Uh, as bad as, you know, Detroit has been, um, I... I if you had to, if I if you had a gun to my head, I would go with Detroit at plus four and a half at home tonight. But I I need to see more out of the Detroit team before I start backing them. But uh, gun to my head, I would take the Pistons at uh, four and a half as home underdogs. Let's move on to the next game. Here we have the New Orleans Pelicans headed to Washington, one of the more surprising teams this season so far, uh, where the Wizards are a four and a half point uh, home favorite. Currently seeing a total of 207.5, turning towards 208. We'll make a note that Bradley Beal will be out for this game for personal reasons. Uh, Hakeem, I will give you the floor here, sir. Uh, thoughts on this uh, Pelicans and Wizards game? I believe Ed Brandon Ingram is back for the uh, Pelicans. He did play in the last game. Yeah, they desperately needed Brandon Ingram. Yep. Um, I think they're 2-5 two, they're two and five against the spread on the road. I know they've only won two games. You know, for this Wizards side... They've been pretty impressive too. Kuzma and Trez, they came over and said that, you know, they're, they're trying to change the culture that that was over there in Washington. And it looks like that's exactly what they're doing. And, you know, I laughed when Spencer Dinwiddie kind of commented early in the season that, you know, good teams play defense. And I was like, they think they're going to be a good team, but here they are, <laughs> nine and three. Yeah. Uh, number one defensive rated <laughs> team over the last five games and number one defending the three. So even without... Bradley Bill in the lineup. I think we've seen a much better Wizards team. I uh, like what I've seen from Kuzma as well. And I would have to take the Wizards or nothing in this game. And one more thing. It's yeah. Pelicans' third game in four nights. And it's a rested Wizards team. Like, they're off one day's rest. But before that, they had two days rest in between their games. So, I'll take the rested team here and the better team. Trail. Yeah, I'm on the same wave. I'm not uh, – hate to keep agreeing like this, but I, I just don't see it from this Pelicans squad right now. I think that they're in a really bad spot, um, especially playing so many games in such a short time frame. And this they just can't score the basketball. Even when Brandon Ingram was in the lineup, they just cannot score the basketball. And it shows how desperately they miss Lonzo Ball to help – facilitate their offense to help create their offense and how much that Zion not being there is really affecting what they do because they they're just struggling to score they're struggling to get everybody to their spots so um you know hopefully uh Zion put the gumbo down uh heal up come <laughs> back soon because they're gonna need they're gonna need something I'm all over the Wizards here I don't think this is even with Bradley Beal out this line should still be larger than four and a half that that's too short yeah, I, I just had a random thought. My bad. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I just had a random thought. I remember um, they were trying to convince Anthony Davis to stay. They said, even if we get Zion Williamson, you won't stay? He said, no. Nah. Good choice, Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, what? <laughs> Very good choice, Anthony Davis. He, he left and he got himself a ring with LeBron. So uh, I know you're a Lakers fan, uh, so we'll get, we'll get into that uh, uh, towards the tail end of the show. Get your thoughts on the Lakers. I know that they are in action tonight against Chicago. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate to agree with, again, so much agreement, but this is another team that, uh, Terrell, when we were doing the preseason uh, shows, and I think I did this with Scott, is that we I were absolutely – The under. Yeah, we absolutely pounded the under uh, on the Pelicans' regular season win total at 39.5, and uh, pretty great start. I mean, uh, even, you know, 
And even like when we talked about earlier in the season, which we're doing player props, Jarrell, Brandon Ingram was our darling for like those first couple games where the market was just wasn't pricing it right because Zion being out of the lineup, Brandon Ingram had mm-hmm. to be that guy, and we were cashing on his points and his rebounds, and then mm-hmm. points and rebounds combined going over too. So I agree with you guys. I'll say with the Wizards here, minus four and a half, probably looking at a Kyle Kuzma pro- player prop here, maybe Spencer Dinwiddie. Currently only seeing Spencer Dinwiddie um, points points posted at 18 and a half here so kind of like that to go over here tonight uh for the uh wizards let's go over to the next game guys we have the indiana pacers headed to madison square garden where the knicks are a three and a half point favorite seeing a total of 214 uh hakeem how, how you feeling about this game man this is a game that i've been going back and forth with all day and um you know where i looked at this game initially I wanted to take the Pacers. I uh, just look at how they've been playing lately. Uh, they've won two in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been better offensively, defensively. They're the number one rebounding team over the last five games. So, you know, a lot of my handicapping in general in the association is how teams been playing recently. Yeah. So that puts me on the Pacers. Uh, I look a little, and also they're four and one as a road dog this season. They've covered six of their last seven games, and they usually kill New York. I think they've won ten of the last thirteen meetings versus New York. Now, for the New York side, like, it, it should be – I mean, the coach, Thibodeau, he was kind of pissed off at his team saying, like, you know, how long are we going to keep this excuse that we need more time to get used to playing with each other? So, uh, it's, it's iffy with me for that, but the New York Knicks are the more arrested team, and this, this Pacers team put a whooping on them not too long ago. I think that they remember that. And why would the Knicks – like, in my mind – why would the Knicks be favored here? You have a, a Pacers team who's looked a lot better the last few games, you know, um, versus the Knicks teams off two losses. And now they're the favorite when the Pacers just won the last couple of games. I looked at this situation in the database. Mm-hmm. And uh, since 2015, I have 135, 80, and one against the spread uh, for teams like the New York Knicks who have lost their previous couple of games and are a home favorite versus a team that won a couple. So that's 62.8% says to play the Knicks. You know, maybe it's a little bit of revenge here for the Knicks. I'll say if you like the Pacers, I think you probably you, you probably want to take them early. They've been one of the best first quarter teams. I think they're the second best first quarter team. They usually score 30 or more points. And if you like the Knicks, you probably want to take them after that when that bench unit comes in. It's been the, the starters who have been struggling for New York. I think they all have a, a negative plus minus, and it's been the bench that's been carrying them. So that's how I'm looking at this game. I'm not quite sure how I actually get to the window. Yeah, uh, quickly for the first quarter that you just mentioned, uh, I was going to mention that also Knicks are 4-1-1 one, one to the over, uh, averaging about 56.83 points uh, per first quarter. And then the Pacers, 7-6 overall, but 3-2, and two, uh, sorry, 4-4 four and four out on the road, but 55.5 and and points are averaging in the first quarter. So, Maybe a first quarter over uh, might be an angle that we might want to look at here. Terrell, I know you're the Knicks fan, man. Uh, what are you thinking? Well, this is where we differ because unlike King, I have not been going back and forth in this game. I've been on the Knicks the entire time, the full entire time. This is the absolute Knicks get, get right spot. Like this is the most Knicks thing ever. The most Knicks thing ever to lose all those games, to look so bad. <sighs> The starters didn't even play in the fourth quarter. The Knicks had a game, and the starters did not even play the fourth quarter. He the backups him. played the in, the backups played the entire fourth quarter. 
brought them back into the game <laughs> and then proceeded to lose because they were fucking tired as shit because the starters didn't play. Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, this team is terrible. I hate them so much. I hate that I'm a fan. But in that same breath, they are 10th in offensive rebounding and 10th. They're t- top 10 in offensive rebounding, top 10 second chance points. Uh, still shooting the three ball crazy. Uh, fourth in the NBA, 37.7, 37.1% against a Pacers team that can't guard anything out there. Now the Knicks can't guard anything out there either, so this is probably going to be a back-and-forth match between them and that note. But um, I think that this is still an opportunity for the Knicks to put up a high total and just something that I don't think the Pacers are going to be mat- to be able to match on the road. I think that um, it's going to kind of dwell on dwell on them later in the game. I do like the Pacers early on in this game, but I think the Knicks are going to battle back in that second half and kind of pull away later on. So, yes, I do like the Knicks minus three and a half. I think that they are, they are begging you to take the Pacers in the points uh, by making it over a possession, and I think that's the trap right there. Yeah, I think these two teams matched up, you know, like uh, uh, you guys mentioned where Pacers won 111-98 and Pacers just got out to an incredible start in that first quarter, 36-22. So I think this might be a game where you might want to just kind of feel it out early on and see how it's going. Maybe it's a good live betting opportunity. Uh, You know, I think this line is kind of spot on, um, at least for myself and Akeem. And I can, you know, bringing in that Knicks perspective, like you uh, said, Terrell, that this might be the ultimate get right spot for the Knicks. So, uh, I think this is a game where I will be looking at uh, some live opportunities. Oh yeah, just bet, just bet the Knicks as soon as the, the backups come in. As soon as he does that first, so that first sub out. Yeah, he's going, he's going to sub at least three. He's he's going to sub at least three. As soon as he gets them, as soon as he gets that full unit and everybody that's starting is sitting on the bench, just go ahead and hop on the wave because they about to take off. Uh, any other thoughts for this game, Hakeem? Uh, well, just to put a little bit of numbers. First quarter margin for Indiana, they're number two, plus 4.1. The Knicks are plus 0.8. And the, the second quarter margin, uh, I'll pull it up real quick. It was the Knicks, like, plus three, and the Pacers went down. So second quarter is when you want to take the Knicks. Yeah, and okay. I think, yeah, this is a good opportunity to mention that if your book do or your books offer those first first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, the pregame, I think we've talked about how you want to take a look at Charlotte uh, team totals and probably taking Charlotte in third quarters. I think this is a great example. I like just noted that taking the Knicks probably here in the second quarter, uh, as soon as uh, uh, the second unit comes in for the New York Knicks. Let's move on to the next game here, guys. We have the Orlando Magic headed to Atlanta to take on Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, where the Hawks are currently a 10.5 point home favorite, currently seeing a total of 215. Hawks are on a back to back. They did play the Milwaukee Bucks. Yesterday, where they won that game by 20, 120 to 100. Um, Hakeem, I will uh, kick it to you first. Uh, what do you think for this game, man? Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Terrell also mentioned, I mean, Hawks, home road dichotomy. I mean, it goes back to last year. They're terrible on the road. They show up at the house. Now, do I want them to win by double digits after they just played yesterday and it's the third game of four nights? You know, that's a different story. <laughs> the Magic... It's just like I don't want to take the team that is rested versus a team that could possibly be fatigued uh, laying double digits. So I'll pivot and I look towards the prop market. Like I said earlier, uh, there weren't numbers out for this game for props, but what I want to look at is Capella uh, rebounds. If his rebounds are less than 12, uh, he's gone over the 11 number four of his last five games. Magic, our bottom five rebound percentage, their last five games, 
Uh, I think it matches up well here for him to have success. So I'm waiting on a Capella rebound prop, and yeah. that's the way I'm looking to play this game. Terrell? Um, just looking at the uh, – yeah, all the starters played th- over 30 minutes last night, so there is going to be a little bit of fatigue there uh, in that Hawks team. <sighs> this is probably one of the – because it feels like they're – it feels like they're kind of baiting you with the with the ten to take the magic. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be afraid of the double digits. I'm gonna just go ahead, ride the Hawks at home, uh, especially after just the abysmal abysmal road trip that they had and the games that they had leading up to this, where they just lost and didn't cover every single one of those games. I think they kind of get right a little, get right a little bit more in that ATS department. So I'll take them to win and cover this game. Um, and it's going to come on, on Clint Capella, honestly, and the rebounding of that team, like their 10th in offense and I mean, 10th in rebounding in the league right now. So uh, this is really going to be that and just limiting uh, this scrappy Magic team, who I, you know, I told you I liked them early on in the season. I just think yeah. that they're really young, and I was like, uh, um, in the preseason, I said I really liked them. I took the over on their win total, but they're going to start off rough. Like they're going to start off really, really bad, and they're not going to find their way until a little bit later, probably after the Christmas break. So, um, I'm I'm rolling I'm rolling with the Hawks here minus the ten. It's a really big number. Feels chalky, but uh, I, I'll take it and I'll roll with it. Yeah, I think that for Atlanta, I think that if they go out and score 110, 115 points tonight, do we believe that the Magic can keep up with that scoring with this Hawks team? I don't think so, man. I and and you know we Drew, we've talked about how you know, and we've talked about it right now with the home road splits with Atlanta, right? I I want to back this Atlanta team, but being on a back to back, and you mentioned that all their starters played 30 plus minutes. I'll probably take a look at the first half for the Atlanta Hawks here tonight. Maybe, uh, maybe they get some mm-hmm. targets in the second half. But mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I love that Clint Capella uh, player prop that uh, Hakeem brought up, and I, I think you're also uh, have a stamp on that, uh, Terrell. Uh, don't currently see it. I don't know why, but there are some other players listed for this game. But definitely keep an eye out for that once those player props uh, drop for this game. Let's take another break here, guys. We'll come back and we'll get to the back half of the games here, and then we will uh, wrap it up with probably uh, some best bets. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is because they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get into some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. PrizePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All all new users that deposit and use promo code SGP will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. 
you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected number use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play store entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's really that easy guys prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com and use promo code sgp to get your 100 instant deposit match up to 100 or go to your app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web, app, web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see what hit the most or see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want. As long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now Lava on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. Coming off of the break, Terrell, you had one more final thought for the Atlanta Hawks here for the game against Magic. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at Cam Reddish in this game. I think this is a a get right game for Cam Reddish. He um he only played 17 minutes last night, so he should have some more legs more than anybody else. I think that they will go to their bench a little bit more than they did against that uh, Bucks team, just because of the difference of opponents. You're playing the Bucks, you're playing the Magic. You're not gonna um, want to play your starters the whole time throughout the match. You, you'll feel like that your bench players can get something going against them. But Cam Reddish was 0 for 7 from the field, 0 for 3 from three-point land, four points. He, he's a much better ball player than that, and I think that this is this is a spot where they're going to be leaning on the bench more that I think Cam Reddish can get up for against this Magic's defense. Really noted, sir. Uh, that's a, I think that's a great point that you brought up there. Let's go over to the next game. We have the Denver Nuggets headed to Dallas to take on the Luka-led Mavericks, where I'm currently seeing the Dallas Mavericks a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. Seeing a total of 210, the Denver Nuggets did play last night against the Portland Trailblazers, where they absolutely thrashed them. They won that game by 29 points, 124-95. Um, no starter played more than 30 minutes. Joker played 28 minutes. Uh, the next guy that led them in minutes as a starter was Aaron Gordon at 29 minutes. Um, Akeem, I'll give you the floor here first. Um, where are we at with this game? Dallas has a four and a half point home favorite. Yeah, this is one of those games where I feel like the number is, is kind of telling the story right here. Like Denver has won five games in a row and they're underdogs. Yeah. Like, they're, they want you to take Denver in, in this game. It's their third game in four nights, just played last night. I mean, I hear you say they didn't play a lot of minutes, but 
when you're playing versus a team off two days rest, you know, that's a big difference in fatigue. So the only way I think I could play this game, even though Dallas, they're eight and four, but they haven't necessarily been covering would be the Dallas side. Um, but it's a game that I'm, I'm going to avoid here. If, if I'm looking at the total, you know, yeah. maybe I look towards an under Denver's playing at the slowest pace in the league, the last five games, um, neither team or both teams are bottom 10 and three point percentage. So I think I see a lower scoring game here and potentially maybe Dallas can get it done. Terrell. Yeah. Um, I was telling you earlier that I, I could not figure out why the nuggets were a dog in this spot. And it feels like wrong, wrong team favorite. Uh, but that, that's really it is is really is really really telling on why why the Mavs are favored by four. Like this could be the same situation as the Knicks, honestly. That this could truly be the same That's situation as right the there. Knicks, where where they're begging you, they're begging you, they're begging you to uh, pick put pick the Nuggets. Like they want you to pick the Nuggets, and so I almost I, I almost put the Nuggets in a parlay. Almost did. I took them out. I took them out, or I placed them, uh, but. If because nothing, literally nothing about this says that they should be a dog at all whatsoever. Uh, like you said earlier, one of the top defenses, um, fourth in opponents three point percentage. Like every, anything that the Mavericks are good at, if you just look at the numbers, who they are against individual players, uh, they guard the point guard position really, really well. Um, they like I, I just don't know. I don't understand this line, and so. It feels like you got to just fade it. You got to fade it. I, I don't know what the money splits are now. It's early in the day. But looking a little bit later, if the majority of the money's on Denver, I would not be surprised. And it just feels like a map spot where Vegas just cleans house. So let, let's go contrarian and let's take the maps here. Yeah, currently seeing that both these teams are kind of bottoms in the league as far as three-point shooting. Denver at 28, Dallas at 24. Um, and they're top 10 both in makes allowed at five and seven. And like Kim said, uh, Denver definitely one of the slowest, if not the slowest team in the uh, in the entire league, and then also Dallas is not there in pace. So I think that really bodes well for an underplay here. Um, yeah, I agree, agree with with all the points that you guys made. That Denver coming off the back to back, and then with the rest advantage that Dallas has, that this number is it seems a little fishy here. So I'm definitely going to wait on this, see where the money splits are for all this, um, and then I, I am leaning towards the Dallas side. But definitely, like Hakeem pointed out, I love the under in this game as well. Currently trending towards a two oh nine and a half ish, uh, depending on what book you're at. Mm. Let's move over to the next game. We have the Houston Rockets going to Memphis, <laughs> where the Memphis Grizzlies are an eleven point favorite, total of two nineteen. You already know what I'm going to tell you on this game, but I will give the floor to Hakeem first. Hakeem, what are you thinking for this game? You know, the the I know how bad the Rockets are. I get it. They've won one game so far this year. But, you know, Memphis is not the team that I want to lay this kind of number with. I talked about earlier, how do you cover games? It's with three-point shooting, three-point defense, and rebounding. Memphis, the second-worst three-point defense, bottom 10, three-point percentage. And these guys, like, they'll get in a, a – uh, like the other day or the other game, I forget who they were playing, uh, but it was Charlotte, Memphis versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They have the advantage all game. The paint is wide open. Moran is eating all game in the first quarter. What happens after that? The whole team gets three-point happy like they're good three-point shooters, and they start getting blown out. Like, I- I'm not going to lay 
Lay, expect them to win by double digits when you can't shoot that well. That's just how I feel. So I, I would lean towards the Rockets in this matchup. Terrell. Look, like you you keep fading the Rockets here and you just keep fading and fading them. And I'm trying to be ahead of the curve. I'm trying to be ahead of the curve when the Rockets just come out and just go on this mini run where they start covering and winning a couple games and then they go back to being crap again. Like that's literally it. And you know, he said it literally. He said just what I was thinking. And, like, if the Rockets have a good three-point shooting tonight, tonight they're going to cover this number. <laughs> like, it, that's literally it. Now, are they struggling against the three? They are. They really are. But if they have a, if they can shoot the three against this team that is 29th in the league in three-point percentage, opponent's three-point percentage, then, I mean, why not? Why not? So I think that this is I think that this is a chance for that. I think this is a chance for Christian Wood to get right against uh Steven Adams and the Memphis Grizzlies, who are the worst team against the center position in terms of points given up. Um, I think that's an that's an opportunity for him to get right down low. And I think that there's going to be scoring. Like I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring, and I think the Rockets can keep up and keep in this game just for enough. So I mean, hey, if they don't cover this one, Muno, I won't. I won't touch them. <laughs> if they don't cover this one, I won't touch them again. I'll leave them alone. I'll leave them alone after that. I, I've been on the Rockets for like three days in a row, and they killed me like at two of them, I think. So, uh, nah, yeah. If they if they don't cover this one, then I'll leave them alone. But I, this has to be the spot. Like this has to be the spot that they get a cover. And I'm not gonna sit here. There's a whole bunch of reasons why I really shouldn't say a money line win because you know. But but look, look, look. They're going to win them on the money line at one point. They're not. At some point, they're going to win the game. At some point, they're gonna, they are 0-7 on the road. At some point, they're going to win the game on the road. They are going to. And it's going to catch somebody off guard. And I'm not going to lie. This Memphis team gets very, very sleepy. They play down a competition. This could be the game that they just – don't show up tonight like they just don't show up tonight so i don't know that's like plus 400 that's like a plus 400 dog like i mean i don't know sprinkle on it just sprinkle on it see i'll, I'll say this the, the rockets are four two and one against the spread on the road so far this season they're coming up i mean it's very early on it's only seven games a very very small sample here but um you know terrell we talked about how bad of a defensive team this uh memphis grizzly team is and i think that oh they suck yeah, th- this number being outside of ten, I don't like it for uh, for Memphis. Obviously, at, at, with eleven points, uh, I am leaning very so slightly to the Rockets here. I'm gonna dig in a little yes. more, but yes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into this a little more. I I I I, I don't know, man. I've, I've watched this Rockets team every single night. They're they're struggling scoring. Uh, and like you said, it's going to take a very, very good three-point shooting night for them. But again, they just don't have like that consistent shooter on this team. Like Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon is one of those guys, but he's coming off the bench right now. And Jalen Green is still developing. Kevin Porter Jr., a guy that can get to a, the basket at will, but he still hasn't developed that three-point shot yet. Uh, I do agree about Christian Wood. That was one player that I was going to point out for this game as far as player props. Um let me see if I can find a uh, double double prop uh, player performance prop for Christian Wood here tonight. I don't see it listed. Um, what is rebounding? Let's see if I can find it. Um, no, still not posted yet. But yeah, I will lean ever so slightly with the Rockets here. Uh, I think let's... they're slow on these props because there's so many back to backs. I think that's what yeah. it is. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're probably waiting for the injury reports to come out too, because I think they give uh, teams that aren't back to back extra time to uh, you know release those reports. Uh, let's go over to the next game, guys. We have the Phoenix Suns traveling to Minnesota, where the Phoenix Suns are favored by three and a half. Uh, currently seeing also a four um, in Minnesota tonight. Currently seeing a total of two twenty-two and a half. Uh, Hakeem, where are you at with this game, man? I just want to mention before I talk about the game, uh, I love Anthony Edwards and. Earlier this morning, I just saw a clip where, I mean, the last game, I think they got blown out by the Clippers, and uh, he had the ball on the wing, and you just see Cat start walking back on defense. He just knows he's going to shoot. I, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, for, for this game, handicapping-wise, I'll say this. You know one thing in this game for sure. Both teams are going to play fast. Phoenix, yep. fastest pace in the league over the last five games. Minnesota, top ten. Minnesota not playing a whole lot of defense. Um, I don't think that they get right defensively here. And with Phoenix still missing, I don't think Aiden is back. I think that's nope. still um, lack of rim protection. I know JaVale McGee got hurt for a little bit, and I kind of switched and started watching another game because it was a blowout. I'm not sure if, you know, how hurt he is. But I just see lack of rim protection for Phoenix. And I think on a back-to-back, like if you're tired a little bit, I think the first thing that goes is, is defense. So I will be looking towards an over in this game. Ooh, rare over. From a side perspective, like <laughs> Phoenix has won eight in a row, right? And remind me really quick, what, what is the spread on this game? Uh, sure? I'm, seeing a, I'm seeing a four on DraftKings. Uh, I think it's trending towards three and a half, though. Yeah. I, I mean, both teams, third game in four nights. Phoenix has won eight in a row. Are you really going to try to catch the fallen knife and go against Phoenix, who's, who's killing it, uh, winning every single game? When Minnesota's in a flat spot, first game back at the house after a road trip, you know, guys have stuff to do. They got to take care of the house. You know, they got a lot of things to do. Teams kind of show up flat in that spot. So it'll be Phoenix for me or it'll be the over. Terrell? I'm 100% catching that knife. 100% catching the (laughs) knife. That makes me who I am. That's why you love or you hate me because I'm 100% going for the knife. Finally, finally we disagree. Finally, I am all over the Timberwolves in this spot. Absolutely. Well, just when we was talking, and that was 100% where I was going to go to, that defense is going to start to go on that back-to-back. And if we think about what the Phoenix Suns were in the beginning of the season and what they could be tonight, they really struggled against the three ball. They've gotten a little bit better in recent games, but they really struggled against the three ball in the beginning of the season. And I think that that is, is somewhere where, you know, Anthony Edwards, where you got D'Angelo Russell, like you got guys that can shoot the three. They struggle at times, but you got a couple of big play guys. Cat steps out from three and, and hits it every now and then. I think Cat is going to be an X factor in this game and uh, play to, you know, the level that we know Cat can really play at night in or night out. I think this is a spot that they get up for. They're sitting here, they're saying that, you know, this is one of the top teams in the West. And they're rotten high. They think they're just gonna come over here and get a win and rock and roll on out. And no, I think I think Tim Wolves get up for this spot. Like I think this is a game and an opponent where they're like they wanna play well. Like they wanted to really, really play well when they went on the road to go play Golden State. They wanted to play well when they played the Clippers all those three all those times where they lost. Like <laughs> so um I want Tim Wolves here. I think they make this a game. I think it's close and you know Sprinkle on the money line. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost a close one, but I'm on them in this spot. I think that they can get right. I think that this is a chance for them to turn the tide at home. Phoenix played last night? Who did they play? I thought it was just practice last night that they had. Whatever. (laughs) 
I'm looking, I kind of want you to get your guys' perspective on this also. Is that I've been really tra- keeping track of these Anthony Edwards three point props. So I'm seeing over two and a half here tonight. Um, cashed on it a couple times earlier on the season. He's cooled off of the last two games against the, uh, the, the two LA teams, but. Is that something that you've been looking at a game is uh, Anthony Edwards three point uh, shots because he is certainly getting the volume, like you mentioned. You know, as soon as he gets the ball in his hand, he's looking to either shoot it or get to the basket or doing something. But uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that uh, three point prop for Anthony Edwards. Yeah, in general, he'd be a guy that I could look to target. But um, you know, this game Phoenix has been slowly improving their three point defense, so I, I just don't think it's the right spot in this one tonight. Okay. Uh, Terrell, any player props here for this game, or uh, we want to give those out later? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to see more lines. Honestly, okay. I don't really have too many player props uh, this episode, just because there's so many teams off of back to back. I am, I am interested in Anthony Edwards, uh, just because I think he's gonna jack, like you said earlier, he's gonna jack up <laughs> and shoot. Like he's gonna shoot regardless. And um, he just had some comments where they were where they were talking to him. They asked him about Lamelo winning Rookie of the Year. He was like, "All right, like that's cool. He can win Rookie of the Year. Like I won't bad at it. Like I'm trying to go be MVP. Like you can't just you can't just say that and then you not go who. Like he just uh, he tried to give the Warriors fifty the other night. So um, I think this is yo Anthony Edwards. It is a fun character, and I think this is a spot he really gets up for. I can see a really big Anthony Edwards game today. I'm not sure if you guys saw the video uh, where Anthony Edwards, like like Steph, I, there was that game that I was playing the Warriors, and Steph kind of like walked by Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards goes, "Hey Steph, I almost have fifty. I might get fifty tonight." And yeah. Steph kind of walks away, and he's like, "He's like, oh, okay, I could do that every single night when I step out on the court." I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, let's go over to the next game. We have the Miami Heat uh, going to OKC to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder, where the Miami Heat are laying eight and a half points on the road here. Total of 210. Hakeem, I know you mentioned earlier that you are not going to back a Miami Heat team on the road as a favorite. I think that I am agreeing with you here against this Thunder team, even though they've been not that great. But thoughts on this game? I mean, Thunder have been pretty good in my opinion. They started off the year slow. I mean, they had a tough competition. Like, if you look at their schedule – they, they play some tough teams to start the year, so uh, I get it. But you saw them. I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they won three of their last four or four of their last five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they're uh, – let's see here. Yeah, they've won uh, four out of the last five uh, in two of those wins. I mean, they came against the Lakers, so easy competition there. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just – I see an OKC team. Like, I think they were – like, everybody threw them away too early if that's the way you can say it. Like, I, I think they're mm-hmm. better than they show to start the year. And like I said about this Heat team, you don't want them on the road. They can't even muster a winning record year after year. And you have Jimmy Butler still banged up. Don't know if he's going to go tonight. Bam out of bio on the injury report. I think without Jimmy Butler, I don't have the updated numbers. Before, when he first got hurt, they were 7-13 and 13, uh, without Jimmy Butler. So they struggle. And now you expect them to win by double digits. I don't see it. It'll be OKC or nothing for me here. Terrell. Yeah, small lean uh, OKC. Uh, very small lean OKC. I'm looking at Lou Dort here. You know, that's my guy. Lou Dort's my guy. One of my favorite players in the league just because of how <laughs> in that playoff bubble, they were just letting him shoot anything, <laughs> anything at all. They didn't even go out there to guard him. Didn't even try. Came back the next year, 
cashing threes from wherever, whenever. I'm so I'm on his three uh, three point prop today. I saw it at one and a half, uh, and the Heat are fifth worst in three point makes to the small forward position. So second worst in three point makes to the shooting guard position. So wherever Lou Dort lines up in those two positions, he's he's got a pretty favorable matchup to hit a couple threes today. So yeah, I like. I like Lou Dort here. I think that the Thunder can make this a game. Like, they really, really are playing well. They're playing like a really, really good team uh, recently. And the Heat are in the, in the middle or the tail end of a road trip, something like that. But they've been on the West Coast, it feels like, for a long time. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the, the Thunder here on the back-to-back. Yeah, Shea Gilkis Alexander, that's my guy, man. I mean, I love watching this guy play. I think that just because he's in the OKC market that they're not getting much attention there. But if, if you're a, a basketball fan and you don't haven't gotten the chance to watch this guy play, you need to watch him because he's quietly becoming one of the good stars in this uh, in this league. And I know he's starting to sign a long-term contract over the uh, offseason with OKC Thunder, so they have a great building piece with uh, Shea Gilkis Alexander there. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you guys here about Miami Heat. Uh, I don't know why they're favored by that many points. I get it, but without um, Jimmy Butler, I keep on saying a questionable tag on him. But okay, see, you know, they like like you mentioned. I mean, they've won four of their last five games. They're still very, still very competitive. Um, you know, this Miami team a little inconsistent, especially on the road. So I'm not sure I'm going to lay that many points with them on the road here. Um, anything else for this game, uh, Terrell? No, no, that's it. Um, uh, we might we might hear Lou Dort's name again later today. Maybe. All right, we'll see. I haven't made my mind up yet. All right, let's get to one of the two final games here. We have the Toronto Raptors headed to Portland, where the Portland Trailblazers are a one and a half point home favorite, trending towards two here. But currently seeing a a total of two twelve. We have Norman Powell going up against his former team, and we have Gary Trent Jr against his former team here. Hakeem, I will give you the floor here, sir. What are we thinking for this game? Yeah, good call out on you by uh, those two players going back to face their old teams. Um, you know, I, I, I need I need more information from this injury report for the Toronto side. You have Van Fleet, game time decision. You definitely need him. Uh, and then the two centers, game time decision. I want them both in as well. For Portland, you know, how I feel about Portland in general, I think Damian Lillard has played very uninspired. I kind of feel like he wants to go. And, um, you know, you hear, I know he didn't play last night, but you hear Chauncey talking about that game. He said, hey, you're playing a team that, you know, that beat us in the, I think he said that beat us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of blanking out. I didn't eat breakfast, you know. I need that, that brain power. <laughs> a team that beat us in the playoffs. And the team looked like they didn't care. Like, look at every other team so far to start this year when they play a team that they lost to in the playoffs. Look at Atlanta yesterday. They yeah. kill them. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single team is, is putting in that effort. You didn't necessarily see that from Portland. So I, I just don't like what I've seen from them lately. Um, I don't know how much effort they're giving as a team. So because of that, I roll with the Raptors side. Raptors, uh, they're more rested than Portland. They didn't play yesterday. And they have two more games to rest after today so they can leave it all out on the floor. I think they've been a better rebounding team, a better offensive team their last five games, and um, just third game in four nights for Portland. I will fade that. Raptors have covered five of their six road games. Yep. I think they can make it six of seven tonight. Yeah, I was going to mention that that the Toronto Raptors five and one straight up 
on the road so far this season, five five and one against the spread also uh, this uh, season. Portland, uh, again, like you said, off uh, back-to-back here. Not sure if Dame is going to play here tonight. Don't see an injury report submitted for them yet because they played yesterday. But, Terrell, where are you at with this game? I know we were talking offline about this one. Yeah, I'm locking up Portland, man. I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm, it it's the <laughs> same It's the same handicap as the Hawks for me, man. It, this, this just feels like the spot. This feels like the spot. Call it gut handicapping. Call it whatever you want. I, I The numbers don't look good. They – and they really, honestly, probably shouldn't even be favored at home, to be honest. Like, this Raptors team is playing really well, and probably because of the uncertainty of who the Raptors are even going to trot out tonight is probably why that they're they're favored. But, no, nah, I'm I'm rolling with Portland. Um, the two, Even getting two points is making me hesitant, but I'm, I'm rolling. I think that they could win big here, and I think that this is just a spot where everybody says, all right, now, hold on, enough is enough. Like enough has to be enough at this point. And you have to go out, you have to go home and you have to get a really big win. Right. You have to rally that team. Chauncey has to bring them together. He can't continue this, his first season to go like this, even with Dame playing uninspired basketball. It definitely looks like Dame is trying to get up out of there. He's just going and showing up, uh, doing a little bit more than what Ben Simmons is doing, but yeah, it looks like he's just literally <laughs> in the building. So that's that may be the one difference between him and Ben Simmons is that he's in the building and Ben is not in the building. So uh, I'm still rolling with Portland here. This this has to be the spot. Like, this has to be the spot where they get up, where they get up. They get up at home. Uh, this Raptors team coming across country, go play them. Like, nah, I'm, I'm rolling with Portland here. I think that they win uh, by a pretty decent margin. Okay, man, I want to get your thoughts on this Damian Lillard situation. I mean, I know in offseason we are all, all type of crazy stuff that, you know, trade rumors and things like that, but he's come out and said that, no, he's committed to Portland. But uh, what do you think? Do you think that he's going to be there long-term or is there a trade on the horizon for Damian Lillard somewhere else? I think he's sick of it. I mean, you know, I heard reports too that Lakers, Anthony Davis, and LeBron tried to go after Lillard before they went after Westbrook. Yeah. And, you know, Lillard just kind of said like, you know, don't feel right going over there and doing it this way. But, I mean, at some point, you get tired of losing. And I just feel like when I'm watching him, I feel like he's at that point. Um, just what Terrell said, I think it could be a good swap. I mean, maybe you, you do something with Ben Simmons and, and Lillard. I think a big problem for Portland mm-hmm. has been, like, you have these two tiny guards who can't really guard anybody. Yes, they can score, but you need mm-hmm. some kind of defense over there. And that's something that Simmons can provide. And um, for the Sixers side, you know, he'll, he'll give it be a whole lot of space to operate down there. And I just mm-hmm. think it'll work out for both teams. So we'll see. Makes a lot of sense Still. for both. Yeah, both sides. Trill? So, Kim, I got a prop. Ben Simmons to miss his first free throw. It's at plus money. I'm just waiting. For, I'm waiting to cash it. I'm literally, I'm literally just sitting here patient like a kid, like a kid outside the candy store waiting for it to open. Like I'm just, I'm literally just waiting to cash it. And he's just not, he's just not gonna, like, if he, if he doesn't play, do I get my money back? Are they gonna give me my money back? But I, I wanna, I, I wanna cash it. I know he's gonna miss that first one. He's not ready. He, he hasn't been practicing those free throws at home. He hasn't. He's not ready. That is a hilarious prop, and I probably would write it with you just for fun and laughs. That was pretty funny when DK offered it. We, we were talking about that when we were doing the preseason shows that, that they had that prop up and it was that plus money. We even mentioned yes. it to uh, Ryan and Sean. <laughs> and they were like, wow, they're giving us that plus money back uh, or uh, 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 load up the Brinks trucks on that one. Uh, you never know, Terrell. 
maybe that's he's nice. had all this time to work on his free throws. Maybe that's no, he's, he's not. There is no way. There is no way. There is no way he is at home practicing the free throws. Like there is no possible way he's doing that. He is doing everything but everything but there. No, I'm not believing it. I'm not believing it at all. <laughs> Let's get to the last game for the night. We have the Chicago Bulls on a back-to-back taking on Hakeem's Lakers here where the Lakers are a one-point underdog in this game. Currently seeing a total of 216.5. Hakeem, where are we at with this game, man? I know you're the Lakers fan. Yeah, I am a Lakers fan. And, um, you know, both teams, third game in four nights, both teams played yesterday. Lakers and my myself, it's just pretty much a pick 'em. Lakers, I think, yeah. are six and four straight up at home. Uh, Bulls, they play pretty solid wherever they are. I know they're four and two against the spread on the road. You know, what I think about this game, if I'm going to play the side, it's tough. I think the Bulls have been playing a little bit better basketball than the Lakers lately, but I think the Lakers have an advantage down low. Like, no, Bustovich, you know, you're going to go up against uh-huh. Anthony Davis and, and, and company, and he's been. He's been solid offensively. Um, he may not give as much effort everywhere else, but I think he gets buckets. I don't see really any way where Chicago stops him tonight. And if, if it's like that, and the way that they said, like, I, I've heard him talk about it. I've heard a couple guys say, like, they like to bounce back. They want to show that they're a good team. Uh, when they have these these bad efforts and games where they lose to teams they shouldn't lose to, um, they like to bounce back. They did that last night, and I think that they – carry it over and do it here as far as the total it didn't work out for me yesterday uh i played it was one of my losses i played the bulls over and it was pretty much a cap like without Vucevic, you're gonna have less rim protection their defensive rating drops by like six points their offensive rating boosts because Vucevic hasn't been that good um offensively so far this year and i just thought that they would throw a lot more smaller lineups out there and play with pace so um, yesterday didn't make it, but versus the Lakers team, who also is playing with pace, top five uh, the last five games, both teams, top 10 three-point shooting teams, uh-huh. I probably would expect an over. And um, maybe I'm a little bit homerish on this, this side pick today for the Lakers. Terrell. Uh, the Bulls cashed a personal play for me yesterday, personal parlay with last leg, Bulls money line, plus money. Um Dog, they're real, like, I, I, I got to take it back. Like, I, I wasn't a believer last season when they put uh, Zach together with um, Vucevic. And, you know, they were calling that a little, like, that was going to be a nice little tandem. And then I really wasn't a believer when DeMar DeRozan came into the role. I, I knew Lonzo was going to come up there and ball. But uh, it just that four just didn't feel right to me. It felt like somebody was going to be the odd man out. And... Honestly, nobody really has. And with Vucevic out, the other three are really picking it up. I think Zach and DeRozan had like some 60-plus points combined yesterday. With that being noted that they had some 60-plus points combined yesterday, am I going to bet on them both to score 60-plus points together again today? Probably not. So uh, I like the Lakers side here. I think that Anthony Davis – as long as he doesn't go out in the first quarter, should have a monster game. <laughs> like, he really should. As long, as long as he's not in street clothes by the time the second half starts, then he should have a really, really good game, and he should be able to dominate down there. I think that 
uh, Dwight Howard should have a really good game. Like he should be able to get buckets down low. And I think that is going to supply uh, Russ to hit his assist prop today. Cause I think they're going to find the Anthony Davis and the Dwight Howard's down low against these, this Bulls team who without Vucevic just isn't, I don't think that they have the the size to guard those two right now. So I really do like, I think that the Lakers kind of just chip away at this and just kind of build a little lead as the time goes on and ultimately win the game. Uh, not a really big feeling of it. Don't like the Lakers coming, being that old of a squad coming on a back-to-back, but they played earlier in the day and the Bulls played later in the day. So, hey, maybe I'll take that into the handicap. One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. I, I like that the Lakers got THT back because, one, he looked awesome. I mean, he still was not normal THT if Bryce came back, but he was balling. Mm-hmm. It was a big part for us. And you see right away the Lakers, they don't really trust Russell Westbrook at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> no. <in> the ball. <laughs> and I don't trust him either. So having THT there, that makes me like the Lakers some more. Dog, there was one – there was like a there was like a stretch – uh, it was late in the game. I think it was against the Trailblazers where it was like Russ Russ got the ball. Russ put up a shot, missed. They got the offensive rebound, gave back to Russ. Russ went for layup, missed. They got the offensive rebound again, gave it back to Russ, and then Russ turned the ball over and he took the ball back down the court. And it was just like, dog, like I really – I truly think that Russ really needs to do what – the Nets did with James Harden for a majority of last season of where they just play like he's rushed. You're going to start him. Like he's going to start. Okay. That's fine. But what they did with James Harden, that Nets team is James Harden played a lot of that game and just went in with the twos and ran the twos offense. And then he would start to sit with the twos more than playing with the ones. And he would just be that catalyst and that, uh, that catalyst for the second strings while Kyrie and KD got right with the, um, got right with the first string offense and it just kind of kept that balance like that with them meeting ever so often on the court at the same time. So I would, if I was Frank Vogel, I know he's not going to do this because he's Frank Vogel, but if I was Frank Vogel, I would do something like that because I think Russ would be a lot better running and running with the twos and getting them their shots and helping them create offense rather than kind of taking away from guys like AD. We know Braun's not playing in this one, but when he when he goes and he's jacking up those wild shots, stuff like that, he's taking away from Braun as well. So uh, Russ really, really should talk to Melo, like really, really talk to Melo and learn to, to take a smaller role on that team, and that will help them in the long run. I think this is a great transition, uh, Kim, to get your thoughts on kind of the construction of this team uh, for the Lakers. I know you're the Lakers fan. They know they, they brought over Westbrook. They brought in Melo. They got Dwight Howard back. Uh, they added a couple other pieces. I think Kendrick Nunn, when C returns. Uh, Wayne Ellington is big. Wayne Ellington's big. Kind of what's your good thoughts on the construction, kind of the outlook for this team? Um, obviously, you probably do expect them to be back in the finals, but uh, where are you at with this Lakers team right now? I like the pieces. I mean, first of all, first and foremost, I am not a Russell Westbrook fan. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I, my homeboy. <laughs> I just, you know. I watch him play basketball, and it's kind of painful a little bit. But in general about the Lakers, I mean, the knocks on the Lakers the past couple years, they didn't have enough shooters. Even when the Lakers won, they didn't have enough shooters, right? Lakers have shooters now. Malik Monk, Ellington, Melo. uh, They got a few guys who who, who lighten it up. So I like that. I like that um, you got some depth. You have guys like – you don't have to necessarily rely on Westbrook. Like, I think – like Terrell said, like he has to take 
or he doesn't have to, but he should take a lesser role. And as the season goes on, he probably will. Because you got guys like Kendrick Nunn and, and THT who can come out and, and help run the show. So I think once the Lakers are healthy, they're going to be really good. I do think Russell Westbrook eventually will look better um, towards the end of the season. And I only see a really like a, a few teams who have a legit chance in the West. And um, the Lakers are one of them. So do I think that they can make it out? I do. Would they be my number one pick at the moment? No. That health thing is really, really big because I swear I was watching the game the other night and I felt like I saw six, seven guys in street clothes when I was watching the game. I'm like, damn, who all? <laughs> everybody's yeah. out like, yo, they, they, they can't, they can't stay healthy right now. And that's, re- that's really, really. And that's yeah, why I took the Lakers. Yeah. That's, and that's why I took the Lakers. Uh, we did a sharp off earlier um, in the preseason. And one of my bets was Lakers over two and a half seating. I don't think that they're going to be one of the top two teams in, in the West for that reason that they're going to be injured. They're not going to uh, care about the regular season that often. This team is looking like a four or five seed in the West and they're just going to cruise to a playoff spot and then turn up in the playoffs. That will be the Lakers' take for this segment. Uh, no, I think it was great uh, getting, having a come on to listen to, you know, kind of the Lakers' outlook because, you know, a lot of people are not Russell Westbrook fans. And I think, again, one last question for wrap up this Lakers segment is, in hindsight now, would you rather have traded for John Wall than Russell Westbrook? Negative. Because the, the, the best thing you can do for your team is be available. And one thing I know about John Wall is he's never available. So, nope, I, I'll take Buddy Hill. You can give me Buddy Hill, but <laughs> yeah, Buddy, yeah, that Buddy Hill. Hey, I thought I thought that they pulled the trigger on that Buddy Hill trade. I was ready to go put in a, a LA future right, like right yeah. then and there. Like I thought the Buddy Hill trade was pulled through, and then they came out of nowhere and said Westbrook, and I'm like, ew. Yeah, if you saw my Twitter, <laughs> I was on Twitter crying as soon as I saw Westbrook. I but oh, no, right. it's, yeah. it's super wild. <laughs> Let's wrap it up here with a best bet uh, segment. We'd like to do a lock and dog. Terrell, I will start it with you here first. Uh, give me your best bet lock for tonight. And if you do have a barking dog uh, for this, uh, for the NBA Monday night schedule. All right, I'm going to do it. This is, boy, this has got to be like the most unlocky of locks that I've ever had, but it's still a lock for me, so I'm going to roll with it. I'm taking Portland minus the two. Uh, I think this is. I think this has to be the get-right spot for Portland. They have to really look at themselves at a team and say, what are we going to be this season? Uh, we know that they start off slow, but this is – they've had enough games under their belt where they're, they're going to get into the rhythm how they normally do playing Portland basketball. I think Chauncey is going to talk to them and going to – uh, coach them boys up really good tonight, and they're going to get a really, really good win against the Raptors, like a really well-needed win against the Raptors. All right, yeah. moving on to the my dog. dog. Um, for fear of persecution and being kicked off the show again, I'm not going to pick the Houston Rockets as a plus 460 <laughs> dog, although I would sprinkle on the 460 money line. But I'm not going to pick them as the dog. I'm going to roll with – yeah, I'm going to do it. Detroit Pistons money line against Sacramento Kings. I'm not laying the points with the Kings. I think that this is a spot where Detroit can get a little bit more offense in unique ways. And so um, probably a big K Cunningham game too. Like K Cunningham's been slowly putting together a couple of good stretch of games every now and then. I think this is another another game where he can get right again. So, all right, let's do it. Detroit plus 160 money line. 
There we go. So those are lock and dog from Terrell Hakeem. Uh, I will give it the floor to you, sir. You have a lock and maybe a outright dog that you may like for tonight. Uh, well, I'm going I'm to first start off and say, I mean, I'll be transparent because I never like to go on shows and get best bets that I haven't bet, but I haven't made any wager in the NBA yet. Okay. Uh, but these are bets that I'm, I'm very likely to make. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair uh, enough. Okay. So um, I'm going to go – I'm going to just – the data supports it, and I think it's kind of trappy as far as where the line goes, and the more I look at it, it's starting to make sense. I think the New York Knicks get a little bit of revenge here. Um, I talked about that situation. Teams off two losses as a home favorite versus a team off two wins. Mm -hmm. Over 60% win percentage since 2015. I can totally see the Knicks getting right today off two days rest. So uh, that will probably be my best, best pick right now for the day. And the other one – it's supposed to be they can win outright, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be a, if you want to throw a plus uh, uh, spread out there, plus maybe a plus, or even if you'd like a plus dog tonight. Well, this is tough because I have I have one team I think can win outright as a short dog, and I have another team that I like to cover as a long dog. So barking dog section, you know, uh, if I'm going to pick a team to win, I just think Toronto's been playing a little bit better than Portland, and I would Ooh, trust I would trust more than that uh, Blazers yeah. side. Okay, I love it. I like it. I like I like having disagreement on the show. It, it makes it it makes it a lot more fun, and it, you know we get to pick, we get to hear both sides of the argument. So Terrell's on the Blazers here minus the two, and we have uh, Hakeem that's going to take the Raptors tonight. Um, uh, plus, were you taking that live uh, outright? You said Hakeem. Yeah. All right. And maybe a, a, you said you also have a plus uh, a, a team to cover that's a significant yeah. underdog? I mean, the other one, I, I said it to start the show. Never are you going to see me laying 10 points with Miami on the road, ever. They, <laughs> if you can't get a winning record in seven years, I'm not laying 10 points with you on the road, especially when your two best players are questionable. So mm -hmm. Thunder plus the points. There we go. I am going to lock up. Uh, uh, I just think there's going to be a huge mismatch down below as a team that we just talked about. I'm going to take the Lakers plus the one, uh, minus 110 on the money line. Uh, I really like it. I think this is a good spot for the Lakers. I know both of these teams played yesterday, but like we talked about, Anthony Davis and those bigs should, should have their way down below uh, against this lack of presence for the Chicago Bulls team. Um, I, I kind of like them to get the job done here tonight. I'll take the plus one as my lock for my dog. Um, oof, God, this is ugly. I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. Plus the 145 here. I just think I know both of these teams have been playing um, as many games as many nights. You know, Phoenix Suns are on a back to back. Uh, I think, Terrell, you highlight this is a point where the Minnesota Timberwolves will probably get up, and we always have those kind of weird wins by lesser opponents by, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some better teams that like the Phoenix Suns. So I'm going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves at home tonight, plus the four, and also the money line at plus 145 uh, for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Hakeem, any final thoughts you have for this uh, game? I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. I know it's very, very early in the season, very early. But give me a NBA Finals prediction right now, man. I know we get injuries and stuff throughout the season, but right now, an NBA Finals prediction, barring that everybody is going to be healthy. What are you thinking? Oh, barring that everybody is healthy. Okay. I will say on the I'll go East Coast first. 
Okay. And I think it's do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. No, I swear. Like, like I, I, the more I think about the East, it, it's too much stuff going on. Bucks hangover from championship. Sixers drama over there. Heat, Heat have potential, but I think they're top heavy. And if they have injuries, I don't think that they'll make it. You know, after having a year together last year, I'm going to go out on the limb. Not on the limb, but I think at some point, the Nets gonna are going to get Kyrie back. <laughs> and I think the Nets are going to come out He of the has East. to come back. So that would be my pick for the East Coast. And the West, you know, everybody's going give me, to give me crap if I say the Lakers. <laughs> and I don't – Just I do said, it. Just do I, it. Say Lakers Nets. Just say Lakers Nets. Just do it. No, I already said that, you know, as of right now, I wouldn't put the Lakers right now. So just from right now, I would say I'm a believer in the Warriors because yes, okay. They, right. How I mentioned how teams win and cover games is what the Warriors are doing. They're top five in, in three point percentage, three point defense, and rebounding. And um, they got a bench. Once Clay comes back, you know you get pull and and I, I just feel like they're deep and mm-hmm. they have the chemistry and they're playing really good defense. They look really good. So that would be the best team in the West for me. Who I did revenge finals. I picked up a Miami Heat 25 to 1 ticket before they like went on that winning streak that you know they were just looking like the most dominant team. So that, that's looking pretty good. And then I was high on this Warriors team, man. When we did the Western Conference uh playoff uh preview, I said, Look, look out for this Warriors team. I took the over on their regular season win total. I said, Yeah, this team it potential can be a one or two seed in the Western Conference, and they are gonna get clay back. It'll just depend to see how how good Clay looks, but I, this not team has been. Yet. I'm sorry, yeah, Wiseman. Wiseman too, yeah. So again, this team looks really good now. If you add Clay back into this mix, look out, man. I think, and they, they also have the pieces to make a move at the trade deadline if they so choose. Also, so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see, you know, what the Warriors are going to look like once Clay Thompson is back. Uh, Kim, thank you so <clears throat> much, man, for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Having you on the NBA Gambling Podcast, uh, definitely a fan of yours, man. Let the people know uh, where they can find you and uh, what you're working on uh, as far as yourself and your NBA handicapping. Uh, well, it was, it was great being on with you guys. I enjoyed doing the show. I appreciate the invite for sure. And um, as far as myself, you can find me on Twitter, at Ski Profit. Uh, I do work at Wager Talk. I do shows at on Spotify Green Room. And um, I also do work with Post Force Radio, so... You can find everything I tweeted out on my Twitter at Ski Profit. And thanks again, guys. Uh, I really enjoyed the show, and thanks for having me. And you do the uh, Spotify show every day, right? Yeah, I do Spotify show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, definitely check out a game on that. I do sometimes tune in on that when I do have the time between doing all the work that I do. So definitely he brings a fire with so many great trends and stats. So NBA betters. Make sure to follow Hakeem on um, Twitter. He is a great follow with just so much great information. Terrell, any final thoughts for tonight? Uh, I know you kind of clapped back at your troll from the other day, but uh, let the people oh, know yeah. where they can troll you some more. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know you can always find me at really real underscore underscore. Just want to thank Hakeem again for coming on. We definitely got to get you back for playoff basketball when it comes around. We're going to get you back up here and get your takes uh, when we start ramping up that playoff talk for sure. Uh let me drop a parlay for the people. Okay, there we go. Closing uh, out strong. Let me, yeah, let, let's let's drop a parlay for the people before we get out. Uh, 14 money line parlay. Uh, 
I'm gonna just go ahead and throw my lock and my dog in there, Blazers and Pistons, and then let's add the Celtics and the Wizards in there. That's gonna give you ten to one odds. So I I, I like the chance. Um, I think that the Celtics and the Wizards are almost auto bets for me tonight, honestly. And then taking a shot on the Blazers and the Pistons. So ten to one. Let's let's try to get some money here. And just know if I cash this, like. That guy is. I might put. <laughs> I might hang his picture up in my office just for just for uh, uh, just to get me hyped before I do my picks for the day. So yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Let's go. Monday motivations for from Terrell. There we go. Closing out the show strong with a parlay from Terrell. With that being said, thank you so much again, again for joining us. Thank you as always, Terrell. Uh, definitely we will get Hakeem back on for sure on the NBA Gambling Podcast. With that being said, guys, make sure to check out all the stuff that's happening on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure to download the app. Uh, get over to our website. Like I said, we had a great week last week picking games. We were both well all above 65% last week. We're picking every single game uh, every single day, so definitely check us out on the website there. With that being said, let's have a great week. Let's start this Monday off strong. Uh, Till then, let's break the books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it.